I am Jam Banks, and you are listening to Urban Alchemy Podcast, brought to you by the Pitch Podcast Network via Dory Labs. First off, thank you all so much for joining us on this episode. Just myself today. Going to be doing things kind of differently. I really wasn't planning on releasing any episodes for the week. Uh, Just kind of take a little break. Uh, I know all of you who are constant listeners are probably like, damn, didn't you already have a break? We didn't release any episodes. Why you got things together? But yeah, uh, just kind of using this time to get recalibrated on some things that's been going on. Just always feel like i owe it to my listeners to give you guys updates in regards to what's happening so because you guys support the show and you are literally the reason i'm able to do everything i'm doing in my life i definitely want to reach out to you guys and let you know uh what's going on uh as well as just share some thoughts about some things that have been going on in here and just share my thoughts on them so just as always super big shout out to everybody here in the city who are doing great work work who are really trying to make a difference and a change in our city. For the longest time, we had so many individuals who had that crabs in a bucket mentality. And now I feel like we are starting to really build those bonds and bridges to help uplift one another, to actually get to the point where we can all be successful in our endeavors and whatnot. So I'm super hopeful. I'm super excited for what the future holds for a lot of individuals here in my city and super blessed to be able to bring a lot of these individuals to you guys personally so big shout out to everybody out there in the city who are doing big things so before i forget music for the episode is going to be brought to us by good friend of the show smitty the kid latest single bobby james be sure to check him out he is a incredible artist here in kansas city who who is making incredible music please be sure to check out our playlist on spotify urban alchemy playlist like that playlist so everybody knows this music is legit i have so many amazing artists and a lot of them are here from the kansas city area so be sure to check out all of these artists Alan Wayne the Prodigy as well as Faith who was just on here uh, for our last interview Drake Period, Amira Wang very incredible artist from the Kansas City area Styles the Artiste, Louis Confliction Obi-Wan Music, Handsomely Rich Kings, Huey Ali, Don Grammer uh, it's just a, a incredible assortment and variety of artists that I'm so blessed to have been able to bring together for this playlist. If you enjoy the music that you hear on the podcast be sure to check out that playlist with all of those dope artists yeah let's uh just get into it uh like i said i really wasn't planning on releasing an episode this week kind of wanted to take a little time off take a moment and give some updates i am friends with a good chunk of you guys on actually like social media directly so a lot of you did probably see i got word on friday that my father had passed uh as all you know i'm here in the kansas city area he resides in st louis so i was down in st louis over the weekend uh just handling affairs getting things tied up seeing family and whatnot yeah it's just uh it's uh to everybody out there who's been wishing me you know all the all the kind words and and prayers and whatnot i i I really do appreciate you guys you know just let me know they're there for me it's it's a really weird feeling because as a lot of people who know me personally know i really didn't have a relationship with my father i probably saw him a handful of times as a child and after that he really didn't reach out and i really didn't hear from him and the last time I actually did see him was about maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little over 10 years ago 
at his mother's funeral grandmother who i do vaguely remember from my childhood she was always a super super cool woman but uh didn't really have a super close relationship with her and she passed and i definitely wanted to go down there and pay my respects and you know had to see him so you know in that meeting for the first time you know as a man with my father i really was hoping there'd be a moment where we were able to talk and you know clear some things up so to speak unfortunately i really didn't didn't get that he didn't really seem too receptive to you know let me know just be honest with me about everything but i just really didn't hear from him after that my older brother did have something of a relationship with him uh moving forward i just really didn't because i always felt like my uh growth as a man had been fulfilled so i really didn't need him and it's so crazy because i was actually just here in the studio speaking with an interview ryan williams about you know fathers and you know how a father can come back into your life and it's, it's up to you whether or not you want to uh take steps to accept them at that point in your life you know do you need them and it was just crazy how we were just literally talking this talking about this a few weeks ago and my father passes it's it's just a weird feeling uh with, with you know a bunch of people have told me i definitely should take some time with it and in a way i feel like i really shouldn't be feeling anything because you know he, he pretty much abandoned me and my brother really left us to the world so to speak and for a lot of time i, I held a lot of resentment and uh, a lot of hostility towards uh the memory of that guy uh so even now, it's hard for me to really feel, um, I guess, the normal feeling someone would feel with losing a losing a parent. Yeah, I, I did take a moment. I guess it really didn't didn't emotionally affect me till I thought like this guy never got to see like he never got to acknowledge his sons like one of them became a sheriff's deputy and he's like the first law enforcement official at least on my mom's side of the family i don't know my, my, about my dad's side and myself who, who became a journalist and just to know both of your sons who are pretty much written off to not be shit in life became something you know that's like yo this does not happen every day in our neck of the woods uh but you know this situation really did give me the opportunity to just sit and reflect on things and really just take account how much not having a father did really affect me in the long run especially how much i, I definitely wanted a father growing up i know a lot of dudes especially in the black community will sit here and say you know i didn't need a father i never wanted a father but i definitely wanted a father it would have been nice to have that but you know unfortunately i didn't get that uh and I, I i know so many other people who didn't have that as well so unfortunately it was very it was normalized in the community i came up in but when you did see these instances of these fathers who did take care of their responsibilities it was just like yo you are extremely lucky to have that in your life even if these kids didn't understand exactly what they did have and might not be getting into their you know getting much older and you know having their own kids and now realizing like yo my you know my father really stepped up he really put up with a lot of shit so i could do better and be better but unfortunately a lot of men don't think of the responsibility of fatherhood along those same lines it's it's a do it or don't situation i it, you know a lot of people everybody who knows me personally know 
knows that my relationship with my father factored into a great deal into me, you know, not having kids currently because I never wanted to put myself in a situation where I have a kid and I'm not there for them 110 percent. So it, it really did really alter the way I looked at, you know, life, family, partnership. And, you know, I know it, it had an effect on my brother as well, but it also gave me the opportunity to have some forgiveness and compassion. You know, one of the one of the main things I told myself is like he didn't he doesn't deserve anything from me in the, in, you know, the least bit. But, you know, it, it, you got to rise above, but you got to grow yourself like i don't want to be mad at a dead man it, it serves me no purpose it really gave me the opportunity to just let go of of all of it at the end of the day you know that man died at 60 years old by himself and alone and you know the least i can do is feel bad about it like this guy like this guy probably had a million things going through his head you know i always wonder you know was I on that list? Because if you would have asked me, I'd say, I don't know. I don't know if he thought about me every day or if he just he never thought about me or my brother at all. Also, it just it puts you in a, in a headspace where you just don't you have these unanswered questions. You can say I always hoped he'd come around and just be like, yo, I apologize for not being there for you, uh, not being a good father. I made horrible mistakes, but I would like to rectify them. I unfortunately never got that. But, you know, in the long run, if I ever do have kids, I'll be able to learn from these experiences and be a better man and a better father because of them. But, yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's just a situation that's really, you know, I've had a, a lot of death in my life in terms of loved ones. So this one's just been weird because it's it's not necessarily like a loved one. It's like uh, you're, you're somebody you're just bound to. Like you can't write my story without mentioning George Campbell. It's tied to you. And. You know, it's weird because I'm seeing all these pictures of him when he's younger and people talking about him and stories and stuff. And it's just like, where was all this when he was alive? Like, I, I, this might have been some cool stuff to know while he was around. But that's just life. We don't think about it till it's too late in some instances. But yeah, so that's what's been going on with me uh, over here. But yeah, it's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the in the country also we're back to it folks uh america is not letting anyone down uh when it comes to the shit just keeps on rolling in terms of police and in in the actions that are getting caught on tape in the world are just now becoming privy to that, that the black community has been like yo we've been talking about this for a while but no once again some some craziness has has popped off because you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a year after George Floyd, uh, the George Flo death of George Floyd. And we're, we're just now getting to his trial, which, uh, you know, it's just it's it's really crazy to think that just a year ago we were for the first time thinking like, oh, COVID's over. Uh, let's get back to normal. And as soon as people pop their heads out to see the weather, a black man gets is suffocated by a cop's knee. And then that sparks all of these protests, protests all around the country, all around the world. People of, of all different races and sexes and religions banding together to say, yo, we all see it like this cannot happen any longer. But it also 
divided the country because it's a lot of people who for some reason are still turning a blind eye to it as if this is something that should be tolerated that this is something that's that's normal and is within total legal rights of law enforcement to take civilian lives if they do not comply to every command given uh it, it's just crazy to think that we live in a country where People care so much about the craziest things, sex and, and, and video games and the Super Bowl. But when it comes to killing a group of people constantly, it's like we have to always have this debate. We always have to come back and say, all right, let's uh, let's let's put everything on the table and, and evaluate what the 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 points are i'm going to have to explain to somebody who who's saying that this person deserved to die did we all did any of us ever expect to be in a world where we're uh where we're rationalizing someone not being murdered by law enforcement it, it's 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 sad to see that we are still like a year after year after year we are having these conversations and it's like it's not it's not getting better like it's it's just continuing to happen because nothing's really changing in the long run yes we are starting to get more arrests yes we're actually getting convictions but it's not changing the attitude of the cops that's out there like they are still going at it guns blazing as not only a black man in america as a just a u.s citizen it's like yo how could we possibly live in a country where it's all about freedom it's all about liberty it's all about uh, uh justice and equality but we consistently see these videos where it's like yo this shit isn't happening to everybody else Two back-to-back -back videos have come out that have sparked outrage uh, within the community, and rightfully so. Uh, once again, two disturbing videos. It's just nothing you would ever expect to see from law enforcement officials, like professionals. Like it, it, the the conduct of these officers in these videos are it it spans from uh, troubling to frightening that this is the the reality that we live in. Take for instance the first situation that happened in Virginia. Uniformed Army Lieutenant Coron Nazario was put at gunpoint by these officers who were trying to pull him over because they did not see his temporary license tag on his brand new vehicle him being the intelligent man he is new let me pull over in a well-lit area where if i need to videotape this i can definitely get all the angles so he pulls into a gas which upon doing this is an automatic declaration of war for these cops because you are supposed to comply right then and there or otherwise you get treated like you are a a hostile threat so even after he pulls into this well-lit gas station and they can clearly see that he has a temp tag in the back rear view window of the vehicle they still approach guns drawn they are he's very calm collected about everything he's asking him i'm sorry officer what's the situation they don't care they're super get out the car like they are about to make an example out of you he is straight up telling them like yo i don't understand what's going on can someone please explain to me why i'm being pulled over and more importantly why do you guys have guns drawn at me telling me to get out of the vehicle now a lot of a lot of people from outside the community are going to be yelling at their tv screens saying well he should have just complied with what the officer said well that's you in your head me and my head are thinking about the uh, countless number of other black men who have been shot and killed because a a cop thought he had a gun uh b b the cop just felt 
threatened for his life or C, uh, evidently now, mistake a, a taser for a gun. But yeah, it's so many instances of a man being shot and killed by the police for doing nothing with your hands up. Whatever you're doing, doesn't matter. So in my mind, I'm definitely going to be a little cautious about these guys because they just took and taken a simple situation and and made it uh, World War Four for this guy who you can clearly see is a uniformed army off. Now, does this matter to these two cops? Absolutely not. Not what's not one damn bit. Now, one of my main things about the police is, is they gripe and harp about the respect that we all need to have for that uniform because they put that uniform on to protect us. Now, mind you, this guy is in the military. Now, the military goes all over the world and tries to eradicate threats to our freedom over here. Now, if it's one thing, I'm sure every person who is gung-ho about Blue Lives Matter can agree, is that the troops are untouchable. They are in a class of citizen that sit completely aside from us. Like, the respect I have from people who sign up for the military and go fight for us cannot even uh put it into words my brother went over there and fought for our country came back with ptsd and that's one of the reasons i, I have so much respect for them because they put their not only their lives on the line going over there to fight threats they also put their mental health on the line going over there and seeing all kind of crazy stuff and coming back here so you have a cop who is sitting here and using his authority to this guy in his place and it's sick it's sickening just to see how this guy was treated and in the part in this video was the the look on the other officer's face a latino officer and a white officer the the latino officer joe gutierrez uh who was fired uh for what happened uh with with this individual in virginia yeah it, both of these cops a, after he uh he's asking what are you a private or corporal and he's saying i'm a lieutenant and the other guy just looks like oh crap like we screwed up because because he knows there's a good chance that this is not just going to uh, get swept under the rug. And then on top of that, you know, the cop is telling him they're, they're going to ruin his military career if he tries to tries to report this. And it's just like, yo, seriously, though this is where we live like this is what we have to put up with bullshit like this and then we have to constantly tell you guys that this is the these are the issues we have with, with the police like this guy was literally serving his country comes back driving down the road in his new car that he earned with his hard-earned money that he made serving his country and then to be pulled over to be addressed as as some sort of criminal in your in your in your uniform that you protect and serve our country in and then to be maced and then to be pulled out the car and, and told that, that you should be afraid because your life is on the line right now because you've angered the police is, is just unbelievable. And it's unacceptable. And if you agree with it, it's just like it's one of those line in the sand moments where it's just like, yo, if you're saying you agree with this, I don't know if I can be cool with you on a personal level because you're pretty much saying, yes, I believe the cops have the right to to fuck with you as a person and me being J.M. Bank with black man in any of you out there who are black uh not just men but black people who are law-abiding tax-paying citizens yes they believe that the cop should should have every right to just inconvenience you at any moment and have you justify that you are not a criminal like literally we have to prove that we are not criminals to these people and people don't understand what our problem is with that like we just want our life liberty and pursuit of happiness 
crazy. And then we have this other situation with our latest police shooting, death of Deontay Wright, and the officer involved who believed her sidearm was her taser and quote unquote accidentally shot this man. So just to break down the situation, starting it was a traffic stop for expired tags which led to an uh, outstanding warrant which they attempted to place him in cuffs and this was kind of a situation like the one a year ago the young man who was sleeping in a fast food restaurant parking lot and they tried to arrest him and he tried to flee and they ended up shooting him in this instance the young man tried to dip out on the cops he somehow squirmed his way out of their out of their reach and jumped back in the car and she's yelling tase you on a tase you while she's holding Holding her gun outreached to where you know it's very very clear and visible and then shoots him and then says oh shit i think i shot him and it's just like you think like what do you what do you what do you mean like this is not one of those situations where a mistake can be made like like can you imagine a surgeon saying oh my god i think i may have removed his testicles instead of his tonsils like no like you go through training to learn the difference between the two. Like I, I've held a taser and I've held a gun. There are considerable weight to them. Um, but it, it's just ridiculous to think we have a professional who they gave a gun to. And then it's just like, yo, anybody who was going to get tased by this woman had the probability of getting shot. It's just mad wild to think about that. Like they're giving these people guns and we have to actually debate with people about us having an issue with them having so much goddamn power and authority and discretion over us like it's crazy to think like black lives matter has become some dirty that people hate to hear a guy actually i was just watching this youtube video the guy in this uh just drove out to a small town to hold up a black lives matter sign like in the middle of town just to see what would happen he videotaped it all sorts of people just took time out of their day to walk up to him and spit on him and cuss him out and tell him how he's a traitor piece of shit uh it was a white guy by the way uh but yeah just just let him know black lives matter what about all lives matter and it's just like yo all people ain't getting shot and killed by the police every other month it's not happening anywhere else and it's just crazy to think like one 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 of the campaigns that just recently is out is the whole stop asian hate nobody should be attacking asian people for any goddamn reason nobody should be and for you to you know either blame them for the coronavirus or just have your own personal hatred towards asians there's no room for it like it's, it's no room in this society but just you don't have to deal with it without slugging out on anybody i just don't get what the what the what the hate is and I, thankfully i haven't seen anybody on my page like who's for it or who is you know asking why are we doing it but it's just crazy to see how like stop asian hate didn't get attacked like black lives matter and nobody was just like well why can't we stop all hate like all hate is bad like why can't we stop all all attacks on all people and it's just like yo we understand like this is a problem that's going on in the asian community that needs to be addressed let's take care of it nobody had an issue with that but when we say black lives matter stop please please stop killing us for no reason it's like yo why are y'all complaining like why what about everybody and it's just like you guys clearly just have a problem with what we're saying as opposed to what's actually going on it's like to support the police after seeing countless shootings like and then we got these accidents and it's just like what idiots are we giving guns like the the woman who both them jean amber geiger and it's just like oops i walked into the wrong apartment and shot and killed the person who lived there it's like yo we can't afford these mistakes in our community where do we go from here if we stay quiet and don't do anything it's going to keep happening but when we talk about it it's just like oh they're playing victim and it's just like we actually got real victims who are dead like me saying yo i'm worried about my love ones because they're ju they just have to be black men 
who are pulled over by the police for no reason and they might get shot and killed. Now, I'm not saying that young man should have tried to run. I'm not saying that young man should have had expired tag. I'm not saying that young man should have had an outstanding warrant. I'm saying the sentence for all of those crimes was not death. So the fact that that shit happens and then the and then the chief of police says it was just an accident. There's no excuse. And for Joe Biden to get on TV and say it was just an accident, but there is no excuse for looting. The fuck are you talking about, old man Joe? And another thing, I'm real done with that motherfucker. I, not even that far into his term. And I've already told that man to go back to sleep. Because at this point, my vote does not belong to you. Like, real talk, the fact you got on TV and, and brought up looters, when this man is like, yo, she's shot and killed by accident, quote unquote, we don't got time for accidents like that. Like, if your kid got shot and killed by accident by a cop, you would have different energy. So the fact that I can look at that and say, yo, I, I know you're not talking the way you would be acting is a problem. Just to, what, what was that? What, what the fuck was that for? Like, really? And now we have all these situations where it's just like people defending the police and people defending the woman and saying, see, I do see responsible cops coming out saying, yo, this is this is not acceptable. Like, this is just way below the standard that a person should be held to to be a cop. Like, you got to know your asshole from your elbow. And obviously she did not know it. Like, I even saw they, a cop has to wear a taser and a handgun on separate sides so they can like specifically train themselves to know which side is which. I just don't understand when did the slogan of the police go from protect and serve to do what i say or i will kill you like real talk i understand they they have to be on alert for their job but now we have to be on alert also we have to think of every situation and encounter as the last one we may have because a cop happens to think of you as a criminal when he pulls you over therefore you are automatically a threat regardless or not if you are actually a threat it's just best to shoot them and not even take the chance, right? Right? Wrong. But sadly, that is the reality I have to live in. And a lot of people are just privileged enough to be like, no, that's not. We live in a great society where the cops don't shoot and kill unarmed black men. But that's just your point of view. Anyways, I guess I'll wrap things up. That's pretty much all I had to say. Uh, just my little therapy for the week. But yeah, I hope everybody is doing great out there and just being great living life to the fullest so yeah uh, as always please like and subscribe and follow us on facebook and our other social media urban alchemy podcasts and join our support group urban alchemy support group and be sure to catch all of our wonderful artists who have contributed music to our podcast on our playlist on spotify urban alchemy playlist so check that out as well music for our episode is going to be getting provided to us today by smitty the kid so check out that artist and his track Bobby James. So thank you once again for joining us. I'm J.M. Banks and this is Urban Alchemy Podcast. I will catch you all later, so stay blessed and stay safe. Peace.
looking nameless Walking around acting like they fucking famous Got me out here anxious Like, hey there, mister, give me some cash I'm high as hell and I'm ready to blast I could pass out with my foot on that gas And if I let up, then I'm scared that we'll crash If everybody's faded here, welcome to Wonderland Just in green in the clouds, but no Peter Pan They said that ex wants to spot if he gonna land Just pop the pill, got me feeling like I'm born again Cause even when he's getting a frosty when I'm off my shit No snow white allowed Same thing, said I put that on gang, yeah Nigga, that's gang Told them boys to stay on my lane